You are now in tune to the Entertainment Trail Spotlight. The Entertainment Trail Spotlight Podcast. Shabamos Kino. You can listen and subscribe to the Entertainment Trail Podcast from any of your favorite platforms. Apple Podcasts. Spotify. Anchor.fm. Radio Public. Podparadise. ListenNotes.com. Mixcloud. Castbox.fm and many more. The Entertainment Trail Spotlight. The home where culture comes alive. Entertainment Trail Spotlight is your one-stop shop for all your entertainment needs. Want to promote your new single, even your album? Just contact us. To promote your parties, products, or services, simply email us at entertainmenttrailja at gmail.com. That's E-N-T-E-R-T-A-I-N-M-E-N-T-T-R-A-I-L-J-A at gmail.com. Or simply WhatsApp call 876-489-1753. Entertainment Trail, the home where culture comes alive. And now for our feature presentation. Entertainment Trail. Shabamos Kino. Taking over the islands of the Caribbean. Central America. North America. South America. Europe. Asia. Africa. And as far as Antarctica. You're listening to the Entertainment Trail Spotlight. With Shaba Moschino. Entertainment Trail. The home where culture comes alive. Good afternoon, good night, good morning, wherever you are, we're listening to the entertainment show. It's your boy Shaba Moschino. Yes, people, welcome. We're in Reggae Month, Reggae Month 2021, and definitely we have a wonderful show lineup for you guys. Definitely we'll be speaking with Mr. Donald Kinsey, and Mr. Donald Kinsey is one of those persons who have been around the reggae music um, industry for a very long time, from in the 70s, and although he's an American, he had made reggae music his own and we're gonna to speak to him to learn about his journey through music from playing the blues in Indiana to meeting up with Bob Marley, Peter Touch, the whole Island Records team and we'll be doing a three-part series on Donald Kinsey and for this first episode we'll be going back to his early life where it all started for him and when he, he meet up with Island Records and when he learned about the whalers, Bob Marley, Peter Tushney, well work. So people will listen to this song, One Love, I'm going to get back after that song, I'm going to listen to the first part of this interview with Donald Kinsey. You're listening to the Entertainment Trail, it's your boy Shaw Moschino. is only I'm a giddy young So when the man comes there will be no no do Have pity on those whose chances grow stain There ain't no hiding place from the father of creation Yes, listeners, welcome back. Welcome back to the Entertainment Trail. It's your boy, Shaba Moschino. And right here we have Mr. Donald Kingsley and his team guest on the Entertainment Trail. And we're going to talk about his musical journey from where it started way back in Indiana to where he went, met up with Bob and Peter and such. And all those other great persons in his life, his father and others you know so we're going to talk to him about all of that wonderful stuff and to know him a bit better because a lot of person would maybe would know that this man is behind a lot of the music that bob um released before he passed and still doing a lot of music even with the last album with the whalers so good day mr donald kings welcome to the entertainment show my brother yes my brother yeah man how are 
are you? You doing good? Yes, I'm good. I'm doing good. How are you? Yes. I'm good, man. You're down in sunny Jamaica, right? Well, it's not that sunny right now, but yes, it's Jamaica. Wonderful, good weather. I look out my window here in Indiana, but it's, uh, it's like snow white. Yeah, the what you call it on the cold front? We are getting a little bit of touch, uh, the effects of the cold front. So yeah, it's not it's it's good weather, just the same, but it's a bit windy than it normally is here in Jamaica yeah. at the moment. Yeah, I guess uh, we didn't get what they call the Arctic blast. Yes. <laughs> yeah, man. So, but you know, it's it's what it is. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah man, definitely. So tell us how oh, 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 this thing started for you. Where did um music um happen for you? Like where did it all started with you? Um Gary, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um you know, for me, uh, my father, my parents, they were they were born in uh, in Mississippi and so um they they migrated from Mississippi um, here to Indiana, and, you know, uh, to, to, you know, um, I think, let's see, if I'm not mistaken, I think my, my father and them migrated here around early, early 40s. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it all started with me right here in Indiana, man. Okay, cool. So when did you first pick up a guitar? How did you get to learn um, to play a guitar? Because we were best known for, well, for playing my, the guitar. My father, my, my dad. Yes. My, my dad, um, he, he had an interest in music before he left the South. Mm-hmm. And, um, and my, my dad's father... My grandfather, he was a minister uh, in a Pentecostal church. Yes. And, and you know, and music was always has always been strong in a Pentecostal church. Mm-hmm. So, so my father, he he first had his interest of uh, playing guitar in the church, and and as he says. Um, he said that one day he um, was listening to the radio and he heard Muddy Waters and um, he said it was something about Muddy Waters music that just captured him and and one day he heard through the grapevine that Muddy Waters was going to be playing at some some kind of little juke joint mm-hmm. uh, from not far from his house. And my dad said he snuck out the house <laughs> um, to go see what it was, man. It's this juke joint. And he said, you know, he was too young to get in, but he just got a piece of the cracks and he could hear the music. And, and he says, from that day on, he, he was bit by the blues. <laughs> <laughs> so, bit by the blues, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and he said that. Uh, he said he's been a blues man ever since, man. So, you know, I, I think about that. And and I think about, you know, how I, you know, grew up with my, because my grandparents stayed uh, on my dad's side. They also migrated up north to Indiana. Okay. And, and, yeah, and my grandfather, he founded a, another church here in Gary, Indiana. Um, and so when my dad put the guitar in my hands, uh, I must have been around, uh, around six or seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and so my dad started, you know, teaching the guitar, teaching me the guitar. And, um, and so when I 
to where I was actually, you know, playing a song or, and kind of was, you know, get, getting the knack of the guitar, uh, I would go to my grandfather's church. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and start picking up on some of the music in the church. And so that's how it all started with me. My dad, my dad would play records. He was, like I said, he was a Muddy Waters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, you know, he listened to, uh, you know, uh, all kinds of blues from Muddy Waters to Lightning Hopkins, uh, this you know, Chuck Davis, and, and it goes on and on and on. Okay. Uh, but Muddy Waters was his number one, you know, Audience, man. Uh, inspiration to that. Okay. Uh, All yeah. right. So, so at that time, then, so going going through school, you started at seven years, basically seven years old there. So going through school, like um, high school, how how did your music develop? And when you decided to say, "Yo, I'm gonna take this music thing serious. I want to play in a band. I just want to do music." When did that uh, revelation came for you? I knew that by the time I was 16. Okay. Uh, I knew that music is what I wanted to do uh, and that I was gonna put all of my efforts into trying to make that happen. Uh, so um, going to school was a thing uh, by the time by the time I was, um, I'd say, shoot, uh, 12, 12, 13, I was playing shows with my father. Wow. Uh, my dad, you know, had, you know, formed a band. And by that time, also, my older brother, Ralph, uh, he's a year older than me. And he started on the drums. Mm-hmm. And, and my dad saw that he had interest in the drums. My dad brought him a drum set. And uh, him and I was making a lot of noise around the house. <laughs> 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 we were making a lot of noise, man, before it became music, you know. Yeah. Uh, but and thank God, you know, thank God, man, that the day came that the noise became music, man. It was a joyful noise, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so, uh, yeah, so I was playing shows with my father by age 13, and, and also playing in the church. But uh, by the Wow, that road, roadside jam. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
Okay, Big Daddy Kinsey. Okay. But fun weekend for you back then. Exactly. exactly. Mm. So professional aspect of it come in where you, you, you went out going on road tours and all those stuff when did that happen for you or how, or how did it come about Okay. And, hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, and this show that I was talking about, it was 
Zodiac, this happened like maybe a month after I quit my job. Mm-hmm. My dad said Albert King was at the show and he needs a little guitar player. And I think it, you know, it, it'd be good for you. And uh, so they're going to be leaving in the morning so you need to go upstairs and pack some clothes. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, man. So, uh, uh, it was really something, man, because I had never really met Albert. Mm-hmm. At that time, I knew of his music. Yes. But I, I'd never personally met him, man, and uh, my dad knew him, you know. Uh, so, uh, my father took me to where he was at the hotel where he was staying. Yes. And, uh, and, uh, introduced me and, and Albert, man, he's a big guy. He was, he was <laughs> yeah, you know, my dad was, was big, you know, but Albert was, he was tall and big. And so I was like, wow, man, you know, and, uh, but he told my dad, he said, big daddy, don't worry, I'll, I'll take you down like I, like as if he was my son. The Entertainment Trails Spotlight Podcast. You can listen and subscribe to the Entertainment Trail Podcast from any of your favorite platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Radio Public, Podparadise, ListenNotes.com, Xcloud, Castbox.fm, and many more. The Entertainment Trail Spotlight. The home where culture comes alive. Entertainment Trail Spotlight is your one-stop shop for all your entertainment needs. Want to promote your new single, EP, or album? Just contact us. To promote your parties, products, or services, simply email us at entertainmenttrailja at gmail.com. That's E-N-T-E-R-T-A-I-N-M-E-N-T-T-R-A-I-L-J-A at gmail.com. Or simply WhatsApp call 876-489-1753. Entertainment Trail, the home where culture comes alive. Yes, people, welcome back. Welcome back to the Entertainment Trail. I hope you guys enjoyed that first um, segment of the, in- the interview, the first segment of the program right there. Um, I know the audio is a bit shaky, but definitely listen closely and you will definitely hear what's going on there. We're going to play some more music right now, some Peter Touch, some Bob Marley, and we're going to go back into the interview. We have a lot more to share with you guys, a lot more to share with you guys, you know. This is a very historical interview here with Mr. Donald Kinsey. Dangerous if you are a bully. You are now in tune to the Entertainment Trail Spotlight. from 
dangerous, I'm dangerous. If you drink, mother, treat me good. And if you eat, prick, treat me good. I'm like a flashing light in the Tune to the Entertainment Trail Spotlight. So we're going back into the interview with Mr. Donald Kinsey and I hope you guys enjoy those uh, musical selection from Peter Touch and Bob Marley and we're going to go <coughs> right into where he, he, he's talking about his, his band where when he left is underneath his father I would say father arms where he, he rolled out with um, 
Albert King and all of those persons back in the days, those big blues bands back in Indiana. And when he went off on his own with his brother to form, to form his own group called the White Lightning. And when he finally found out about reggae music, believe it or not, he didn't know anything about reggae music. And when he found reggae music, he found Bob Marley. And he found Bob Marley, he found Island Records. So this is where we're going right now. So stick and stay to the entertainment trail. It's your boy Shiva Moschino. We're going back into the interview. Driven from the mainland to the heart of the Caribbean. You are now in tune to the Entertainment Trail Spotlight. Yes. <laughs> oh, I was 17. Okay, I was 17 at that time. Yeah. Okay. So how, how long did you you, you spend with uh, with Albert and, and and his band, Albert King, and how was that experience? My uncle, my play uncle, 
use my dad's work, my dad's best friends, and uh, we rehearsed over in his garage, and uh, and man, people in the you know people in the neighborhood, they would all come around. Man, the whole block would be full, man. People just you know hanging out. Wow, <laughs> that must be amazing, and, man. Amazing. And you know, so and then when Albert. I told Albert, he said, well, how are they coming? I said, hey, man, I, I think we were, you know, I think they're ready, man. He said, okay, well, I'm going to I'm gonna come in uh, the next couple of days. I'll, I'll be there. So, look, man, Albert pulls up in this big bus, man. <laughs> <laughs> so... Everybody in the neighborhood see this big bus parked in front of my house on the block. So you know everybody was like coming to see who is that man. So, <laughs> <laughs> it was something, man. Albert, and Albert, he always dressed in. He was, he, he was, you know, he was pretty dark complexion, man. Mm-hmm. And he loved to wear loud colored clothes, man. He, he come. Step off the bus in a red suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't miss him. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. you know, he was a sharp dresser, though, Andrew. Okay. So we, we practiced at the, the ones. Everybody was solid, man. Mm-hmm. I, was like, I, was, I was proud of my guys, man. And uh, Albert said, all right, you know, he, you know, he told me, job well done, dog. So, so how, 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 long, how, how long did you spend with that band? And, and, and did, did you work with any other bands after um, Alan King? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew that. I knew that, you know, being there with Albert wasn't going to be my my final destination, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it was, it was about learning uh, as much as I can. Uh,
You know, that, that, that was a long stretch, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but she also, she took me in the studio with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I went down to Stax and Memphis. Uh, and Stax, man, you know, you had, and Stax was real hot, man. They, Stax had Rufus Thomas, uh, Isaac Hayes, the Barcades, uh, Sam and Dave. You know, and so the barcades was the rhythm section for most, uh, for a lot of the recordings that they did uh, out of stacks. Okay. Uh, yeah. And so uh, James Alexander, the bass player, he picked me up. He picked me up from the airport. Uh, when I came, when Albert uh, brought me down to Memphis. And I'm like, wow, the earthquake, this Alexander from the Barcades, you know, but I did a lot of people <laughs> it. You know, but I mean, the fact that this guy, he picked me up from the airport, man, this is like, this is real down, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so man, we had, we had a good conversation and he was telling me about how it is being sex and and uh, you know so anyway I, I go in and, and I do the recording man and um and uh the Barcades they were they was a hot band back then during that time and um and by the time I was going back home uh, the bass player James he asked me would I be interested in joining the Barcades Wow. <laughs> so uh, I was like, man. But during that, during that time, I was wearing a big afro. And uh, they were doing a lot of crazy, freaky kind of things on stage back during those days, man. And, uh, and he asked me, would I be willing to cut, my, cut off my hair? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, man, bro. Uh, I don't know about that, man. I have to get that some thought, man. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they, they were kind of like, coming like, fuck, uh, George Clinton, the Funkadelics and stuff, man. Coming oh, up, okay. Like, yeah, you know. So, I, I passed on that off. I, uh, I wasn't ready for that. You know? Mm-hmm. So, but, um, but anyway, uh, after, after, you know, playing with Albert. Um, I, uh, my brother Ralph, he had, he had joined the Air Force when he came out of high school. Mm-hmm. And so, by that time, he was back home, you know, from the Air Force. And, uh, I contacted the bass player that was, uh, playing with Albert when I first got with in the Albert's band. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name was Michael Jones from, from Memphis. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and they, everybody called him Buster. That was his nickname. And uh, he was over in England at that time. And, uh, but he was, a, he was a great bass player, man. Uh, uh, and so I contacted him, and he, he came he came to Gary. He flew back to the States. And we put together a three-piece, kind of a blues rock mm-hmm. uh, type of groove, you know. Uh, and it was him, myself, and my brother. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and so we wrote some songs, and uh, we just woodshed it in my dad's basement mm-hmm. uh, for shoot, close to uh, good six or eight months, man. We came up with songs, you know, and so, and we named, we named the group White Light. White Light then? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was, that was, I, I, I learned about that term through bootleggers, mm-hmm. you know. You know, down in the south, they, you know, they was making a alcohol 
and they called it White Lightning. Okay. Like all made, yeah. So we took on that name. Mm-hmm. And uh, we 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 took Amtrak. We took Amtrak because uh, most of the music business in the seventies was uh, between LA and New York. Okay. Yes. So we were closer to New York mm-hmm. being here in Indiana. So we we chose to go to New York. We jumped on the train, um, here in Gary and took, took the train to Manhattan mm-hmm. in, in, search of, in search of a record deal. And this, this would be our first record deal, and my first as an artist as well. Okay. And, yeah. So we started knocking on doors, man. You know, we go to... Columbia, only we, we, you know, and finally we found ourselves at Highland. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the elevator going up to their office, this guy, he, uh, he knew we were, he knew we was a band, and he, uh, he introduced himself. <laughs> and his name was Gary Kerfers. Mm-hmm. And um, he took us to his office, but when the elevator opened up, they had the walls was plastered with this guy, Bob Marley. Yes. <laughs> I mean, the wall, the wall was plastered, and and uh, I'm like, wow. And my brother and I, we, we, we all look at each other like, say, man, okay, man, you know, here we are. We, we are. So this guy, Gary, takes us to his office, man, and he listens to uh, a half a minute of maybe three songs. And long story short, we end up getting signed to Highland Records. Yes. And, and do, do, uh, do you remember which year this was? Say again? Do you remember which year this was? This was... Uh, this had to be around 74. Okay. Yeah. This had to be around 74, I would say. Um, so I think that the record that... Not your dread. Yes. Was the... The, the album, the album, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I never heard of Bob Marley. Okay. I never heard reggae music, but I, I grabbed a cassette mm-hmm. of it and took, and took it back to the hotel and popped it in my boombox. And man, I tell you, it grabbed me, it grabbed me like the blues grabbed my dad. Wow. <laughs> You get bit by the reggae. <laughs> I got bit. I got bit by the reggae. Uh, <laughs> uh, wow. So, uh, so you know, uh, white lightning, white lightning. We did, uh, but like I said, I never met Bob, and uh, uh, we did some shows and. Uh, in New York, White Lightning, and uh, and Bob and Peter happened to be in New York, and uh, uh, Peter was actually in New York when I met him. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a recording on uh, legalizing. Yes. And Bob, I think, was had, was had did a, a, a show at the beach. And uh, and Island Island Records gave a a press press conference. Mm-hmm. And um and if, if I remember correctly, I think that was the first time that I met Bob and the guys was at a press conference in New York. And I met this guy. I met this guy Lee Jaffe, mm-hmm. which was 
used to think he was managing Peter at this time. And uh, him, the guy that was on the elevator that Hank Electors took us to his office, mm-hmm. him and Lee Jappy was associate. Okay. So that guy became White Lightning's manager. So uh, the connection there with my manager was friends with Peter Johnson's manager and also worked at Highland Records. Yes. So when the, the White Lightning thing you know, man, I was so excited, man, you know, this guy Gary, our manager at Signers to Island, you know, and this is the first day I'm, that, we're, that we're there in mm-hmm. New York, man. This guy says, I'm going to call you later. We're going to pick up your hotel expense, so just wait for my call. You are now in tune to the Entertainment Trail Spotlight. Yes, people, that was Daniel Kinsley right here on the Entertainment Trail. As I said at the beginning of the program, it's a three-part series. And we just finished the first part of it. And from Gary, Indiana, to Island Records in New York, where he met Bob, where he met Peter Touch and his life was changed from that day on and he he made as i said he made reggae music his own and he stamped his authority in the reggae music industry and going forward next week we'll be continuing this journey with donald kinsey we'll be talking more about his experience he'll be talking more about his experience with peter touch and bob marley on the he played on the legalized tour and when he first met Bob in person where he played a Natty Dread um, album and such so we have a we have a lot lot more to to talk about people so stick and stay and definitely you will learn more about Donald King's journey in the music industry and how he, he, he created his mark and made his impact and definitely he, he was there with that big event with Bob Marley as well in 1976. So yeah, we have whole heap of information, people. So don't, don't, don't forget to join us next week. And right now, we're going to listen to Steel Pulse. And this one is called Stepping Out. You are now in tune to the Entertainment Trail Spotlight.
It was a wonderful, wonderful day with you guys today. Definitely looking forward for you guys to join me next week. Remember, you can check me out on Instagram at Entertainment Trail Jamaica, on Facebook at Entertainment Trail, that's capital E and capital T, and definitely you will find all of my contact information there on Instagram and Facebook. Subscribe, tell a friend, and find the podcast on anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you listen to your podcast we're gonna go out with this song from from Uroy the man who basically created dancehall music basically from the toasting era um, we definitely have to celebrate him he passed on this week and we're gonna go out with a song from Daddy Uroy thanks for joining me this week on the entertainment trail wherever you are in the world all my listeners thanks and bless up Strong, strong, strong! Stupid, 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 I love you so. And I want the world to know you know girl. Out of this world as I play. Music and this got to play. Stop it, do left to pop it. Steve, you're too bad, so. Stop it, do left to pop it. Give me your food, my baby. Stop it, do it, Shake, baby, shake like a leaf on the tree. Shake what the mama gave you. Thanks for listening to the Entertainment Trail Spotlight. Join me next week for another exciting episode. Entertainment Trail Spotlight, the home where culture comes alive.